Hello once again, my brothers and sisters out there. This is Brother Sims once again. Just want to welcome you once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Get your Bibles ready. Let's go. Alrighty, welcome once again, my brothers and sisters. This is Brother Sims. Welcome to the Christian Walk Podcast. Okay, today we're going to be exploring the lesson um, God put on my heart. Amen. Um, today we're going to be talking about power through weakness. Power through weakness. Now, I know that kind of sounds contradictory, but actually we're going to see what I'm talking about in a minute. So with that being said, we're going to be coming from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 10. That's going to be our main body of scriptures, and I have a few scriptures in between, amen. Now, it says, this is Paul speaking, he says, It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Now, it says this in the New Living Translation. He says, This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. So, Paul experienced great visions. Amen. He experienced spiritual revelation from the Lord on a personal level. Now, he says in one instance in verse two, he says, I knew a man. Now, Paul is referring actually to himself in Christ above 14 years ago. Then he says, whether in the body, I cannot tell or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knew it. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. Remember, Paul was talking about himself. So now what is the third heaven? Okay, now, that doesn't mean there's three separate heavens like God dwells in. But what it does mean is, well, the first heaven, let me say this, is the earth's atmosphere, right? The word heaven just means expanse. The second heaven is where the stars and the planets are, okay? And the third heaven will be where God is, amen, heaven, paradise, in verse 3 says, I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knew it. So he repeats that. Then he goes, so Paul couldn't tell whether or not he actually was bodily present or was it just his spirit in heaven? Amen. All he knew was he was in heaven. Okay, now verse 4 says, how that he, he referring to himself, was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. So Paul saw what he described as paradise. Amen. And, and then he says he heard things spoken he couldn't really describe or put in two words. Verse 5 says, Of such a one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. So Paul is speaking about himself in such a way as to do what? deflect attention from himself because he didn't want to appear to be boasting. See, Paul was very aware of the danger of becoming prideful. Amen. Verse 6 says, For though I would desire to glory, I should not be fooled. So he desired to glory. You know, that's a part of us. Amen. When we experience great revelation from the Lord or God shows up something there's a little small part of us that wants to go on and tell everything, tell everybody. Why? Because it makes you feel kind of special. 
Amen. But Paul said, I should not be fooled. Why? Because he realized the danger of pride. For I will say the truth. But now I forbear. In other words, he's saying I'm refraining. Lest that any man should think of me above that which he seed me to be or that he heard of me. So what Paul is saying there that the experience was so great that he desired to boast about it. But he understood the danger of pride. Therefore, he restrained himself. In addition to that, he didn't want others to think of him more highly than they ought. See, Paul realized that even though he was the apostle Paul, he was just a man. Amen. He realized that the things that God did for him and was showing him and doing it in his life had nothing to do with him. But it was all God. Amen. Verse 7 says, Unless, and that was me in order to prevent that I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now I'm going to read that on the New Living for a little bit clarification. There it says, Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud right i was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger from satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud now listen to this paul says to keep me from becoming proud i was given a thorn in my flesh now what is a thorn now we know that a thorn is something that does what in the natural, it, it pricks. It causes pain. It's annoying. Amen. If you ever had a thorn in your flesh. And the thing about it is, they're hard to get out many times. So this thorn in his flesh, who gave it to Paul? Well, God gave it to him. And actually, it was an act of mercy that God gave Paul this thorn in his flesh. See, sometimes mercy don't look like mercy. Sometimes mercy would look like more like punishment, but actually it was an act of mercy. So God gave Paul this stone. Why? To keep him becoming prideful. Why? Because God hates pride. Amen? He hates it. And prideful people don't go unpunished. So to prevent Paul from becoming prideful and ultimately being punished by the Lord, God allowed a thorn in Paul's flesh to keep him what? Humble. Look what it says right there, Proverbs 16 and 5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he should not be unpunished. Now it says it's an abomination. What is that? It's a thing that causes disgust or hatred. God is disgusted by pride. He is disgusted by hatred. He, is, he hates pride, excuse me. Amen. He's disgusted by it. It says, though hand join in hand. What that mean? That means when people join forces. You know, the perfect example of that would be in the, the Tower of Babel. How people came, all they all came together on one accord, hand joined in hand. And they figured, we're going to build this great tower as a symbol of their what? Pride. They thought they can build something that God wouldn't be able to flood. Amen. 
But God did what he confounded their language. This tower was a symbol of man's pride and God tore it down. Amen. He hates pride. Now, what exactly was this stone? Well, we don't know because the Bible never tells us what this stone was. And it does that on purpose. But we know that Paul said it was a what? A messenger from Satan sent to torment him and keep him from becoming proud. Now, so we do know that it was some form of what? Demonic affliction, which God allowed in Paul's life to keep him humble. You know, I have a little saying, stay humble or stumble. See, when we begin to get lifted up in ourselves, and a lot of times when God used us and we have experience with God, we tend to get prideful. We have the propensity to become prideful. Amen. And sometimes God will allow a thorn in our flesh to do what? Keep us humble. Now, I'm going to say this. A thorn in the flesh is not living some type of sin, being in some type of sin. Amen. Because some people will use that as an excuse. It says, here, God can and will use the devil as an instrument to benefit us. So God allowed the enemy, amen, to come in and to buffet, which means to beat Paul, to torment Paul, to keep him humble. Look what it says, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So this thorn in Paul's life, this thing, was working together each for his good amen even though it was painful even though it antagonized him he wanted to get rid of it but it was working together for his good so that just goes to show us amen that god knows what he's doing amen we got to trust god in spite of it what we're going through in spite of the the way things are whether they change or not we still got to know that it's working together for our good. Verse 8 says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that word means three times, that it might depart from me. So Paul was so bothered, amen, by this thing. He prayed three times to be delivered from the thorn. And look in verse 9, look what God said. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, let's unpack that a minute. He says, and he said unto me, my grace. Now, what is grace? It means divine assistance. God said, listen, Paul, my divine assistance, my spirit is enough for you. It's, it's enough to, to, to keep you, amen, in this situation. It's enough to sustain you in this, through this, or should I say, through this situation. So even though the thorn tormented Paul, God gave him the ability to live with it without it overcoming him or destroying him, right? So he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I like what it says in the Amplified. It says, my power is being perfected. That is, it is completely and it's most effectively it shows itself most effectively in your weakness see god doesn't need people who are strong in themselves 
but rather strong in him. There's a difference between human strength and the strength that comes from God, amen, which makes a person strong, but doesn't take away from God receiving the glory and praise from whatever that person accomplishes, amen. So God wants to use us, but at the same time, he wants it to be clear and evident that it's him using us and not ourselves, amen. The Bible says that God would not share his glory, amen, with man. So God wants the glory out of our lives. Ephesians 6 and 10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, God never told us to be strong in our own strength. He only told us to be strong in him, amen. And when we are weak in ourselves, then we can become strong in him. That's why I entitled the lesson, Power Through Weakness. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency, the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now I'm going to read that in the New Living. It says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear. That our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Amen. So it's the power we have. Amen. The thing God uses us to do is him and it's not us. And God wants it to be known that it's not us. Therefore, guess what? Sometimes he allows us to have a thorn in our flesh to keep us humble. So the power can be seen in us, but people can see that it's not us, it's him. Amen. So look what Paul says. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory or rejoice in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So Paul learned to do what? View his human weaknesses as a positive in light of the fact God could use him greater. Amen. So we have to learn how to view the fact that, listen, we have human weaknesses and the things that cause us to rely on the strength of God is actually a positive thing. Even though it may seem to be painful, sometimes uncomfortable, those things that cause us to lean and depend on God is helping us to depend on God and to stay humble and not to become lifted up in ourselves. Verse 10 says, therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, which that weaknesses. He says in reproaches, which that means to criticize. See, sometimes we're going to be criticized for the name of Christ. Amen. And we have to learn how to be good with it. Paul said, I take pleasure in necessities in times where I'm in need. There are times in our life where we're going to be in need. In persecutions, what's that hostile mistreatment? There are times in our lives when people are not going to treat us right. In fact, they're going to be downright hostile towards us. Why? Because we're Christians. And then he says in distress, what's that? Anxiety, sorrow, pain. There are going to be times in our lives where we face distress. Amen. Where we, where we go, where we experience painful situations. Amen. We might go through a period of sorrow. 
a period of anxiety. We go through those things, but we come out of those things. Amen. It says, for Christ's sake. So a lot of times we go through those things because we are Christians. Then it says, for when I am weak. Yeah, it is right there. Paul says, when I am weak. He's talking about in himself. Then I am strong. He's talking about in Christ. Amen. So God doesn't need the person that's strong in himself. He needs the person that's weak in himself, but yet strong in God. Amen. Our strength comes from the Lord, not from ourselves. And one last point I want to make is this. And remember this. God is more concerned about getting the glory out of our lives than our comfort. You know, we're living in a world today where everybody wants to be super, super comfortable. I'm good. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable. But remember, God is more concerned about getting the glory out of our lives than being comfortable, our comfort. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to end it right here. Hope you enjoyed this lesson. This is Brother Sims signing off again. Here, keep your brother lifted up. Uh, be blessed out there. Stay tuned till we meet again in Jesus' name. Amen.